Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very old friend, a former neighbor in India, Mr. Anupam Bhattacharya from Singapore. Anupam, welcome to the show. Hi, Ashutosh. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Anupam is the founder and CEO of Invictus Search Private Limited, which is focused on food, agribusiness and finance. And as I mentioned earlier, he is a very, very senior corporate professional before that and has worked in leadership roles in both Carrier and Monsanto. So Anupam, today let's talk Invictus. Uh, after such an amazing corporate career, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? I think, uh, Ashutosh, that's a very good question. And um, even while I was in a corporate job, I used to think about entrepreneurship mm -hmm. okay? because I used to see so many amazing entrepreneurs, you being one, mm -hmm. and uh, the deep impact that you created and others have created. And I felt that, you know, many times I felt that I was being shackled Okay, I was doing many things. Of course, I, I always had very meaningful roles, mm -hmm. but they were not something that resonated with me inside, right? It means that there was this big brand behind me. There was this corporate voice that asked me to do many things. Mm -hmm. And I ended up doing things just because the company wanted me to do it. Mm -hmm. And even when I didn't agree, I had to do them, right? So, so the entrepreneurial bug, I think, bit me when I was in my 40s. Mm -hmm. Somehow, you know, you get spoiled by the corporate world, right? Okay. A regular paycheck, bonuses, options, big titles, a lot mm -hmm. of travel, expense accounts. It, it becomes very hard to give up those perks, as we mm -hmm. call it, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I was always looking out for opportunities and that opportunity came when the company I worked for was acquired by another company and it didn't make sense for me to stay on. And so I bit the bullet as they call it and started Invictus. Um, and, and actually I started Invictus a bit later. I, I first started off um, my Ascent Advisory, which is an agribusiness consulting firm because Agri and food became very close to my heart while I was, um, you know, in the corporate world. And I'll explain why. It's, it's a very meaningful industry to be in. Mm -hmm. and, and then while I was actually in uh, regional roles out of Singapore, mm -hmm. I felt there was a need for a search firm that was really effective in finding the right talent quickly. Mm -hmm. okay? Quickly being the buzzword. because. Correct. Uh, you know, when someone leaves or you need somebody, you cannot wait four months, five months to fill that role. Mm. And there was really, there were so many search firms. There still are. There are 3,000 uh, mm. licensed search firms in oh, Singapore. Wow. Mm -hmm. But probably a handful of them uh, know how to serve the customer. Mm. Understanding the customer, the role, the, the culture in the organization is so important when you look out for talent. Because one size doesn't fit all, Ashutosh, as you Correct. know. Well said. well said. So, so that's how it started. So, both the ventures are uh, doing fine, and mm -hmm. but the talent piece is really taking up a lot of my time, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm becoming more and more interested. I'm learning new things. I've never worked in HR, mm -hmm. or but uh, I learn something new every day. So that mm -hmm. keeps me going. Amazing, amazing. And uh, as you made the transition from, as you say, 
you know, uh, big salaries, bonuses, expense accounts, global travel, et cetera, et cetera, to now being an entrepreneur. When I remember when I made the transition, I was used to run around the office switching off the lights because yes. everything was paid for. So what have been some of your learnings and some of your challenges? Okay, very good question again. Um, so I think, okay, when you start, right, it, it's, it's like a typhoon has hit you. Hmm. Right. I mean, you, you, you have to sort of get used to not working for a large organization where everything is taken care of and you're supported by a team of 40, 50 people who are running around you and, and supporting you. Right. You're, you're on your own. So I started off just by myself. I didn't have even an office. So Correct. of course now we, we, we've got offices now, et cetera, but very small offices. Mm. Um, so, so suddenly you realize that on, you're on your own. Um, you don't have financial and human capital backing mm. your ideas. Mm. So you got to sort of your bootstrapped, right? So you, you have to get out of this large corporate uh, um, thing that you were used to. Mm. And I think the biggest learning is you have to look at the customer. Mm. Okay. What does the customer want? What does the market want? Mm. And you may be operating in a crowded space, but as long as you're, um, you have found a niche for yourself and, and you, you've sort of decided that this is where, where the market needs you, mm-hmm. I think success is cut out for you. Mm-hmm. I think that was learning number one. Okay. The second thing is being by yourself, you need to prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. You cannot mm-hmm. do everything. Okay? So there will be 100 things that come on your table, mm-hmm. but you got to decide what are the top three where you can have the most impact? Mm. Uh, not only personally, but on your customers, on your business, on your entity, mm. etc. The third big learning, I think it's okay to fail. Mm. Okay, that uh, mindset, you know, we, we've always so worried about failure in the corporate world. What will right. my boss think? Um, it's going to, I won't get a promotion. I mm. won't get a bonus. So when you are starting out on your own, it's very important to understand it's okay to fail mm. and okay to pivot as long as you learn from that failure and you you sort of uh, know what to do next mm. because you know you can get into this paralysis mode very fast with failure correct, correct. so so i think these are my top 3 that's fascinating so moving on anupam you know when i was in the corporate world uh, and i'm talking of the the late 80s early 90s when i was actually being found, you know, looked out for by search firms. They used to be called headhunters. Right. I'd like to get a perspective from you as one of the newer people of the search firms. When did the headhunters of the 80s and 90s evolve into the search firms of today? And what have been some of the significant changes? Very interesting again. So I think the industry is still evolving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, people talk about artificial intelligence, technology in mm. recruiting. Mm. I think, uh, this is my personal opinion, of course, mm. that relationships and networks mm. are extremely important. They were important even when you, the so-called headhunter used to go around, right? Mm-hmm. You would remember those people were amazing at knowing almost everybody. Correct. Um, in a particular industry or geography mm-hmm. or so to a certain extent, that still holds true. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we hire for leadership roles, of course, uh, LinkedIn is a very powerful tool today, which mm-hmm. was not there those days. Correct. So in a way, you know, there is a platform, 
but i can tell you for the roles that we search the amount of diligence that goes behind in terms of cross checking references in terms of looking at uh, you know other social media in terms of talking to the person's peers um, you know how they were, were so it's it's become much more detailed um, i think people talk about technology i think technology plays a role for initial screening mm-hmm. uh, even for entry level roles mm-hmm. um, you know technology doesn't um, you know has not displaced yeah. the human element Mm-hmm. so it's it's become i think it's still evolving and as i said un- unfortunately in this industry there are no entry barriers mm-hmm. so anybody and everybody has got right. in oh. but and i think that's giving the industry a little bit of a you know what would i say a, a question mark mm-hmm. uh, but generally you know good headhunters or good search firms have people who have worked in leadership roles they know what a leader is made up of right. where to find the best leaders mm-hmm. and and that's why they are effective and successful so it's evolving there are you know a myriad of search firms um i think search firms also have got into specialisms okay mm-hmm. um, they 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 they're not like uh, operating across all spaces so there are industry specific like for example we do food and agri um there are firms that do industrial and i think there's a growing realization that it's a very human sort of a service mm-hmm. so it's not only the company that um is is good but it's it's the partner or the consultant that's on your account that makes a big difference fascinating so you know your response uh, anupam gives me a segue to my next question that you know you focused on food agri business and finance right what would you say is the reason for such a sharp kind of a segmentation that you have done to the business so it started actually during my corporate uh, career ashutosh mm-hmm. um, you know food or agri i mean let's start with agri mm-hmm. is such an impactful industry when you realize that today we have 7 billion people in the world mm-hmm. and that population is going to grow to 10 billion people by mm-hmm. 2050 um the land mass is fixed so that means productivity mm. has to go up by 50% at least if not more mm. to sort of cater to feeding these 10 billion people mm. feeding and providing clothes right so that's really daunting i mean today if you see i mean the the picture is scary if these improvements don't happen mm. okay the world will be i mean there'll be probably 2 to 3 billion people going hungry mm. which is which is very very scary so the industry needs extraordinary leaders right to drive this vision um and and you know a food for all hunger for none is the tagline used by mm. a very well known agri company mm-hmm. so if that were to happen you need leaders right so whether that's scientific leadership mm-hmm. whether that's uh, commercial leadership whether that's the functional leaderships like mm-hmm. finance hr etc mm-hmm. to sort of drive this change um, in ensuring that nobody goes hungry in mm-hmm. 2050 so i think that's where this whole uh, thought came about that let's be a specialized search firm that addresses this need Mm-hmm. in terms of finance um, cfo the financial officers practices i call it um, i've been a cfo for 20 years correct um, naturally you know so so you know those skills are very hard to forget mm-hmm. and again 
I still believe that one of the key roles below the CEO in any company mm. is the CFO. Absolutely. Okay? So that's that's why you know you need somebody who has been a CFO to get you the best CFO. Fascinating. So you know, uh, uh, Anupam, a lot of people who I speak to are young, a lot of young people. Right. Uh, it's almost like uh, a prestigious thing to say, "Hey, you know, I got a call from a search firm today." Right. You know, uh, I have a couple of questions for you relating to this. Right. Number one is at what stage of one's career does one suddenly come onto the radar of a search firm? And number two, what should one do to get onto that radar? Again, a great question. Um, I think the sweet spot, if you see that when search firms start noticing you is when you are reaching that 10 year mark, Mm -hmm. because that allows you to sort of, um, you know, put some runs on your score. Correct. Scorecard, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's not too early. Um, it, it also, you know, shows potential. Okay. The early indicators of high potential talent mm-hmm. emerge at that stage. And hopefully you've done about at least five roles um, since you graduated or entered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so I think that is when it starts. Now, what gets you into the radar are a couple of things, how mm-hmm. visible you are now with social media. Of course, when we started, there was no social media. Right. So we had right. to really, I guess, work hard to be visible. But now social media gives you that platform. Mm-hmm. Second, I think, um, you know, what search firms look for is, have you done any roles which are truly transformational mm-hmm. and unique mm-hmm. and have created an impact? Mm-hmm. For example, I'll give you an example. Um, Africa is a huge opportunity for agri. So if you work in Africa and there's not enough talent in Africa, Mm. you'll be on on my radar. Okay. Okay. So so these are some some ways. Okay. You have to be visible. I mean, Mm. you may be brilliant, but if you're not visible, you won't be on people's radar. So I think it's very important to be visible. Very interesting. And yet, you know, you spoke of social media. Right. There are lots of positives and a lot of negatives of social media. Mm-hmm. You know, very often young people react on social media impulsively. Yes. How important is that? And do you track that also? Yes, it, it, it throws some interesting insights. Okay. If, if you're not contributing meaningfully to social media mm-hmm. conversations, um, I, I would be a little wary because, you know, that means you're really not leveraging the platform as you should. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you see LinkedIn has become a lot of, I mean, the platform is being used by many people in not the right way. So we would we would sort of be a little bit wary mm-hmm. of, of such people. But by and large, I think responsible leadership pretty much, you know, views these uh, responsibly. And uh, it's, it's, it's a minority, I would say today, mm-hmm. that we would be very careful about. Very interesting. So I'm going to move on. Uh, let me talk to you a little bit now about uh, uh, culture. Mm-hmm. You know, as a professional manager, you have worked across multiple cultures. Right. Uh, as a, a search firm, I'm sure you are searching across multiple cultures. I would love to get your perspective on how does culture impact hiring? 
across across a large number of uh, companies yeah it has a huge role to play because as a search firm i think we are engaged mm. to sort of make sure that we give the right talent that is suited for a company's culture mm. um if that was not important i guess everybody would be out of business because mm. people would advertise online and they'd Correct. be right? right so it's it's very important to understand what that culture is for example a family run business mm-hmm. is going to have a very different cultural set mm-hmm. of principles that they operate on mm-hmm. as compared to a multinational so when we for example work for a small and sme as we call it here a small and medium enterprise we really take pains to understand what is the owner's vision and mission okay what does he want the company to achieve what sort and and then we go into finding that type of talent so obviously if you are getting a leadership talent for an sme mm-hmm. you would really need to see or look out for someone that's worked in that environment before because the familiarity you know it can take years for somebody to to be get familiar with that sort of uh, thing so i think familiarity is very important um because we don't want to provide uh, you know talent that is not fit for the organization that is a disaster for our reputation and i think our success lies in understanding that culture so whether um, you know it's it's the vision and mission whether it's uh, you know the, the business model also i mean i think when when an owner doesn't like everything to be very set mm. and and operates on informal principles a person who has only worked in multinationals is going to find it very very hard to adapt to that well said so well said. so culture is extremely important very well said so one more question and if then if i have time i'll move to a few questions for you personally you know a little while ago you mentioned that when you look at a top leader you do a lot of diligence right what are the things you look for when you do a diligence so you know we start off with the person's uh, cv uh, or resume right correct and there are a lot of things that they mention as achievement so i think step number 1 is to verify whether those are true or not correct and it's very easy in today's day and age mm. um uh, you know so so that's number one i think the second thing that i personally am very passionate about is the integrity aspect mm. okay that is such an important leadership trait mm. um so we spend a lot of time doing various uh, sort of reference checks background checks etc to understand whether the person is i mean generally being ethical Mm-hmm. and and as the right level of integrity mm. because that to me is a non negotiable correct thing. correct and and third i think we talk to people who have worked for this particular leader mm-hmm. you know because i think people who have worked for you are i think very good judges of your leadership correct. capabilities mm. to get their opinion and 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 also you know um the the bosses of this particular person right in the past mm-hmm. because again they can be critical and they can also be a very valuable so we do a number of checks and then you know we sort of present the candidate to the to the person wow. believe me in today's day and age ashutosh this doesn't take too much time today if okay. you're reasonably networked mm-hmm. i think you can get a reasonable idea of that person in 7 to 10 days mm-hmm. that's all fascinating fascinating so uh, i've got time for uh, two more questions for you uh, 
my next question to you is that you know in uh, anupam in a career which has been so amazing a lot of successful professionally and now a successful entrepreneur what would you say are three key milestones or pivot points in your life or your career so i'll take life because mm-hmm. in in my career there have been so many uh, it would be hard to sort of finish this discussion mm-hmm. so in my life i think uh, i'll mention the three i think the first pivot point was when i decided to uh, start a career in finance or commerce in, in okay. india you know it, it used to be commerce so mm-hmm. nobody in my family i think going back 15 generations had uh, i mean they were all engineers doctors mm-hmm. scientists nobody had embarked on a career mm-hmm. in finance so when i said this to my dad he flipped okay he said uh, what's going on right you will not be successful but then i was very passionate about finance from a very young age and i chose that career and touch what i have not done badly so that was definitely a pivot point mm-hmm. the second pivot point is when i got married to shonali mm-hmm. um, i think that and uh, i i started changing because i was a very different person before i got married and mm-hmm. the impact and effect that she's had on me has been um, simply phenomenal it's amazing the third pivot point i think is when our two daughters were born mm-hmm. right i mean they were both born in singapore um i mean both the cases i almost missed um you know being in singapore the day they were being born mm-hmm. and the amount of joy and happiness uh, that i got uh, by being with them and learning from them and 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 watching them grow up um, these three i think have been the most defining yes. how wonderful how wonderful anupam my last question to you and this is for the many many young people who will listen to our conversation yeah. uh for someone who's reached right to the top what would your advice be to a young individual who's starting off on her or his journey in the corporate world again a very good question ashutosh so again looking back um i would like to sort of dwell a little bit on how i approached it i think you know young people who are starting off need to take risks mm-hmm. um you know and and in the corporate world you are presented with a lot of choices Correct. okay Correct. i mean roles in global hq are deemed very very attractive mm-hmm. and you know visible does it make sense to take that role mm-hmm. right because again i i always went for roles that where i would learn from rather than choosing roles where i would be visible mm. or you know people would say that's the politically right role to rise up i mm. i never followed that mm. for me learning and finding a purpose in the role even if it meant going to a hardship location mm. or a very difficult assignment i would embrace because at the end of the day it added value to me it developed my leadership skills mm-hmm. and i would find meaning in the work that i did that's very very important because you know i mean a lot of the roles that are so called visible and mm-hmm. and and people aspire for are nothing but glorified analyst roles Correct. right i mean at very senior levels too so i think the opportunity to create something out of nothing mm-hmm. cannot be overlooked very interesting and that's how you you sort of develop your leadership skills mm-hmm. and you also develop other leaders who who i mean and there's a different level of happiness and satisfaction that happens when you create a leader mm. in your team 
who can take over. And I've been very fortunate that all the roles I've left, I've groomed leaders from my team who've taken over my role, mm. which allowed me to move to another role. Fascinating. Fascinating. Anupam, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your journey, about Invictus, uh, about the way the entire search firm world works, about how the young people can suddenly start to see, uh, you know, uh, light at the end of the tunnel after 10 years to say, oh, now I'm on the radar of my search firm. Uh, thank you for talking to me about your own uh, favorite points and for such amazing advice to young people. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.